Welcome to the Ike Packers podcast. Go Pack Go. My name is Alex Ikestead, your host. The Pack of One Six Straight. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. Green Bay took care of business at home against the Washington football team, winning 24-10 behind Aaron Rodgers' three touchdown passes. So we've got a great show. Let's dive into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I will be your host. And Packers fans, thank you for tuning in. Your Green Bay Packers have now won six straight games. Yep, you heard that right. Six straight after dropping week one. And it was just capped off by a 24-10 win at home against the Washington football team. I said it last week, Washington football team to me was a joke. They kind of looked like a joke out there. And... Green Bay took care of business. So we're really, really excited to have you here. Um, We're also going to be previewing the upcoming Arizona Cardinals matchup. That's an undefeated team. Green Bay has got them Thursday night. It's going to be a showdown of all showdowns. And we're really excited to dive into it. So, KJ, a week coming back. How you feeling? Hey, what's up, Packers fans? It's good to be back. Uh, glad to be back with everybody. I'm feeling great. Packers are six and zero since their you know first game at the NFC North. They're six and one overall. Minnesota Vikings right behind them, three and three. Chicago Bears three and four, and the Detroit Lions in the dustbin, zero and seven. So I'm feeling pretty good. You know, we're right where we need to be. We've outscored our opponents big time since uh, that week one. And we still have our best football ahead of us, so I'm really excited. Yep, absolutely. We don't need to touch too much on the Washington game uh, because it really, in my opinion, it was just the Packers taking care of business. Aaron Rodgers, 27 of 35 for 274 yards and three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He looked really good, uh, commanded the offense, made some miraculous plays. I guess we'll just start with Aaron Rodgers, KJ, because... Uh. You know, there were some times where he scrambled out of the pocket and made magic again, uh, where he just seemingly always has this amazing awareness uh, to make the right play. Notably, the very first touchdown of the game when Aaron Rodgers scrambled out to the right side and then threw it back against his body to find Devontae Adams, something they tell you don't do. But Rodgers made it look perfect. Adams ends up taking it for a touchdown. What did you like out of 12's game on Sunday? You know, like you said, he just made those crazy plays where he'll divert attention via scrambling and then he'll direct his receiver who he has such great chemistry with. You think about guys like Lazard, MVS, who didn't play, but Devontae Adams, Robert Tanyan. He's been with these guys for a few years now, especially Aaron Lewis. You know, he's been with them for multiple years, so the chemistry is there. And 12 is going to kind of improvise. He's the king of improvisation. Maybe they should have that as a uh, stat in Madden. But, you know, that's exactly what he did on the play. And it, it was unbelievable. It was beautiful. Uh, he, he manufactured points several times, I would say, uh, in that game. And that's just what he does. I don't even think we've seen the best football uh, 12 has played yet. I think he's still, like he said after the post game, he said the offense is close. Like the offense is very close. 
and we're a little bit off. That's what the 12's exact words were coming out of his own mouth. And Aaron Rodgers is actually, he's, uh, I believe he's sixth in the NFL with a 108 passer rating. So it's like 108.2 passer rating. You know, I would take him above all those guys he's a, that are ahead of him. Uh, Russell Wilson, Tyrod Taylor, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow. Like, those guys are great quarterbacks. But, uh, you know, next comes Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, who have actually, it's funny, identical 108.2 passer ratings. Those are the two guys who I think are going to end up meeting in the NFC Championship game. Uh, But it's looking like it's going to be a really, really, really fun second half of the year going into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And I think the reason why Rodgers maybe said the offense isn't quite there yet was because the ground game was... It was, you know, lackluster to say at least. The Green Bay rushing <laughs> attack only had 15 carries for 67 yards. Aaron yes. Jones had six carries for 19 yards. EQ had a one carry for 13 yards on like an end around. AJ Dillon had three carries for six yards. Colin Hare had three. Colin Hill had three carries for two yards. And then Aaron Rodgers had those two scrambles for 17 yards. No rushing touchdowns. No. Aaron Rodgers actually had the longest run of the game, which was a 15-yard scramble. It didn't look great on the ground, but the passing attack continued to be quite unstoppable if Aaron Rodgers could have time. <laughs> and and that's that's like the moral of the story here is he got Robert Tanyan going this week. He got Alan Lazar going this week. And nice. those two each had over four catches, over 60 yards, and a touchdown. KJ, how big do you think it is that Robert Tanyan and Alan Lazard found the end zone? I think it's big. You know, I think uh, there's been a little bit of chatter that the Pack might need to make a move for a tight end. I think between Big Bob Tanyan and Mercedes Lewis, the Pack have a lot of talent. A lot of people are quick to forget that, uh, uh, excuse me, Robert Tanyan had double-digit TDs last year. You don't really just, like, sneak your way into that or fall into that. You know, 12 has a lot to do with that, but you have to be getting it done on the other end, whether that's yards after the catch, whether that's running good routes, whether it's actually bringing balls down in the red zone. Like, there's a lot of little things that aren't just, like, easy to do. So that's that's kind of point number one. I think it's huge. You know, it just gives... I was actually thinking about that as I was re-watching the game tape, I think Rodgers, now that he's done this for over a decade, he's had a lot of goes at this, he really wanted to establish Devontae early on to not only, you know, hook up Dante with a, a mega deal coming his way, like he's definitely trying to get Devontae paid there, but also to like really, really, really make opposing defenses key in on Devontae, because you could argue that he was neglecting his supporting cast of pass catchers outside of Aaron Jones. But then now you see it yesterday when he was really he's almost getting that wisdom, that football wisdom of just like outmaneuvering coordinators and game plans. Where, he, where now that he's got, like, Devontae on double coverage all game, he's still going to go to Devontae plenty of times, and Devontae's going to get all those plays, all those yards, and even TDs. But he's also going to free up and ensure there's single coverage in guys like Tanyan, guys like uh, Lazard, and, and get those guys in favorable matchups where he can go to them in the red zone, as we saw yesterday. So, so that's kind of what I was thinking about. Uh, what, what are your thoughts just to expand off that? Well, I think Devontae... You know, it's the question of will the Packers extend him? Because we were talking about this, Packers fans, in our group chat this week is, okay, if you're going to pay Devontae Adams, you're making him the number, the highest paid receiver in the NFL. And, of course, you would love to have Devontae Adams on your team. Every team would. But it's about the money. Like, can that work with this current roster the Packers have? It's going to be tough. And so Devontae Adams... What Aaron Rodgers is doing in this year is he's taking advantage of him, you know, and Cage, you mm. pointed out one of the many ways that he can use him is by giving him early targets, by making sure he's the focal point of the offense, which I think 
if I've noticed one big change from this year to last year, Packers fans, it's that Aaron Jones has taken a reduced role and Devontae Adams has almost taken a greater role in this offense. Um, and, and that's kind of, you know, shown in in the passing attack. Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball a lot more. Aaron Jones isn't getting the numbers on the ground that he typically does. In a game where Green Bay beats Washington 24 to 10, and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are combining for nine total carries, it makes you scratch your head a little bit about, like, why that was the case um, because really the Packers were in control this whole game. The one touchdown that Washington got in the first quarter was a fluke. I kind of said that. I said, that's lucky. And uh, what happened was Tyler Henneke kind of threw a prayer up there um, after dodging a near sack and it, it came down, you know, Eric Stokes tried to make a play. He wasn't really facing the ball and Terry McLaurin caught a, a bomb for a touchdown, but that was it for Washington. They really weren't, you know, they just kind of couldn't generate another touchdown the rest of the game. So the Packers, it's kind of showing that their offense is more towards these quick hit passes uh, towards Devontae Adams, finding him and freeing him up. And I think so far it's hard to complain with the results. We'll see against Arizona how things shake up, uh, which we will dive into later. KJ, any final thoughts on the receiving core before we get into what the defense did this week? Uh, receiving core, I just thought it was good to get everybody involved. You know, and I have noticed that Aaron Jones has really taken on a lot of targets. You know, Rodgers goes to him a lot. He's, he's definitely Rodgers. If, if his options aren't open, he checks it down. And, and that's, you know, credit to Rodgers for being a skilled quarterback. Credit to Aaron Jones for making plays in the open field and, and playing to his strengths and using his shiftiness, his explosiveness. Uh, whereas A.J. Dillon can be more the bruiser back. But A.J. Dillon's very versatile as well. I think the Packers have a great ground game. I think the offensive line is good and it's going to get better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, receivers are kind of feeding off that. I'm excited to see what MVS does when he gets back because you know Rodgers is going to look for his deep threat. You know, uh, he can go to Devontae. He can go to all these guys deep. But MVS is, like, the fastest of them all, led the NFL in yards per catch last year so receivers are good they're getting better it's good to see everyone get involved the defense I just want to start off by saying Devondre Campbell Devondre Campbell leads the NFL in solo tackles so the guy the Packers picked up has 45 solo tackles in seven games that actually leads the NFL he's an impact player you know he he makes plays every single game he's smart sideline to sideline He's the first guy that stood out to me. Other than that, you know, I thought Darnell Savage was all around the ball all afternoon. I thought he he played really well. Uh, what else did you notice out there? I noticed Bane Gary, Rashawn <laughs> Gary. You know, he looked really good, and he's kind of continuing to break out game after game. Rashawn Gary, people want to write him off. There was a couple Packers fans we saw before the game who were just, you know, questioning Gary's output. And here he is showing up with a seven-tackle, two-sack game. He had four QB hits in which he registered. I mean, he's making, I'm sure, Gutenkus look real hard about the, at the Smiths right now. I mean, mm. Kingsley Kiki had one one and a half sacks. Well, that's uh, the thing. It's like, why do the Packers sack leaders on the season, Packers fans? It's not like I enjoy saying this. But it's like, if you look at the, at the Packers sack leaders on the season, it's like, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, and I think it's Kingsley Kiki. I'd have to pull up the stats right in front of me, but it's not like there's any <laughs> edge rushers to speak of really helping out the pack right this year. So there's upside in that regard as well. 
Yeah. And, and I think uh, kind of just it's become more of a collective pressure thing. Like Dean Lowry, not only did he get a half sack, he also had an interception, which was forced by uh, or I guess you could say Rashawn Gary, you know, forced a fumble, um, whatever it was uh, ruled as. But it's like this defense is starting to make plays, create turnovers. Chandon Sullivan had an interception, gave the ball to his dad. Loved seeing that. That was great. Jalen Smith had a couple near sacks. It's kind of like Gunkust has like patched together this defense and Joe Barry's got it in the top five. I, I literally can't believe it. If you look at the roster, missing their four, missing four starters, Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Big Z and Preston Smith. Packers fans, if I had told you that those four would be injured and, that'd that, be the tough. Pa- and that the Packers would have still a top five defense in the NFL, you'd probably think I'm crazy mm. be- because it's like it's been a collective unit. It's been guys like Devondre Campbell, Rashawn Gary, the guys who work really hard and don't care about, you know, captain badges and none of that noise. And they're just focused on you know, playing tough defense and we've seen it consistently. The Packers get better as the game goes on on defense. We've kind of noticed that they might give a, you know, a touchdown here or there early, but they've been pretty good at kind of figuring out offenses. What do you think about that, KJ? Yeah, I mean, the defense, like you said, even if they have starters and all pro players, double digit sack players go down. They really haven't skipped a beat. You know, credit to Goot for kind of giving the the team depth in areas where they need it, such as cornerback. Uh, credit to the players. Credit to Joe Barry for really making this linebacking core uh, full of impact players. Credit to the defensive line for providing the pass rush when the edge rushers really haven't been. You know, it, it has been a team effort. It's really fun to watch individual performances from guys like Kenny Clark, you know, Devondre Campbell, like we said. Uh, Rashawn Gary, you know, Eric Stokes, Darnell Savage has been great to watch. Adrian Amos has been kind of just steady presence in the back there. Yeah, I mean, the, this, this defense can get even better. I think right now, as the time we're recording this, they're seventh in yards per game. But if you go to passing yards a game, they're actually sixth. And if you go to rushing yards a game, uh, they're a little worse. They're actually in the teens but yeah they're really good on pass defense without having Jair and kevin king so you know maybe it's that's a testament to the safeties also even the but, linebackers you know doing well yeah i think about darnell savage and adrian amos that's one of the best safety pairs in in the nfl it um, is. Sa- savage not only when he is making interceptions is like you know making plays but there's multiple times where darnell savage breaks on a ball and he comes this close to picking it off i I love his instincts and i think adrian amos kind of being more of a downhill tackler uh kind of leader is like a really good guy to have next to him and so i think they're really developing well together the d line's holding it down i'm just kind of Excited to see how that defense does next week. And that Packers fans takes us to what is the spectacle of all spectacles to begin the year. Real quick, I just want to finish up with some good pack, bad pack. And and my good pack, Packers fans, as I'm looking at the turnover margins real quick. Number one atop the NFL is the Buffalo Bills with a plus 11 margin. They're doing very, very well. Number two is the Indianapolis Colts. They're number two. 
They're doing well. Arizona Cardinals undefeated. They're number three with a plus eight. Then you have the Dallas Cowboys and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two other teams that are doing very well. And then you have the Packers, Rams, and Saints with all plus five margins. All those teams are doing very well. So it's like, that's great to see. If you look at the bottom of the NFL, the Jaguars, they're doing very unwell. You know, they're, they're, they're not doing well. <laughs> that franchise is in the dumps. Negative 10. Number two, number two, the only other team with negative 10 turnover margin, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought Patrick Mahomes was supposed to be the best thing since sliced bread. That's all the media was saying. We know he's really good, but the problem is, as soon as these quarterback mega deals kick in, it's a different ball game. Even San Francisco, they're negative seven. It kind of is like a huge indicator for a team season. So it's great to see the Packers in a healthy green. They're sixth in the NFL in turnover margin. I've got a good Packers as well. Go for it. You want to know who's fumbled the most in the NFL, KJ? Is it Kyler Murray? It's Kyler Murray. And he's actually recovered seven other fumbles. So think about this. Like, this that Arizona team that you read off that's been, you know, managing the turnover margin, they're due almost. They're almost yeah. due to come down a little bit on that. And uh yeah, I'm excited to dive in. Do you have any bad pack from the Washington game before we move on to Arizona? Bad pack from the Washington game. You know, it would be nice to see the special teams kind of tighten up a little bit because you never know when that oh. might come back to bite you. The black kick. But I really can't argue with the Packers just getting their wins. You know, we haven't exactly been healthy. We're six and one. We're six and one. Think about it, Packers fans. We're playing seventeen game season. The Packers fifteen and two. <laughs> yeah, like, like we're gonna. It's looking like we're gonna make the playoffs. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you know, like we said, we're a top four team. We're gonna be in contention with twelve. Everybody's got a chance. My bad Packers would be, yo, we got to get the special teams tightened up and, you know, clean as a whistle, ready to go into the uh, playoffs. And and really the second half of the season, the cold weather, I think we could also get healthier. That's not necessarily a bad pack. And every team in the NFL deals with injuries. So, uh, you know, can't really make excuses there. Would love to see Jair come back, praying for Jair. Uh, Kevin King, you know, we are going to need him, but it was encouraging to see uh, Shannon Sullivan get a pick. You got to start making plays at some point, and he did. That was a big mental leap for him, and also just getting on the board, you know, getting the first another way, and maybe he can get two or three or four now because uh, Lord knows we're going to need him. And uh, <laughs> Yep, I've, I've got one more other bad pack. Go or, for it. Go for it. So it's kind of bouncing off uh, what, you, what you're just talking about, but Razul Douglas, you know, the cornerback who kind of stepped in as the other starter next to Eric Stokes, there was this pass interference call that was just complete garbage on him. I mean, he, he like bumps into Terry McLaurin a little, you know, beyond the five yard marker and then makes a tremendous break on the football and makes a diving, you know, pass breakup in which the refs then throw a pass, a phantom pass interference call, gifting yeah. the Washington football team the first down. And it's like, look, you know, this guy is not Jair Alexander. And it's like for him to make a play like that, that, w- that jumped off of the screen to me. I was like, wow, what a play, you know. Is that Eric Stokes? And finding out it was Douglas, it's like, you know, next man up on this defense is really working right now, um, and hopefully that'll last. But that was uh, kind of some bad packages just to see – you know, another phantom P.I. call. Yeah, you know, it happens, but let's hope it doesn't happen to the Packers in this late in Aaron Rodgers' career. Yep. And so uh, now, with that being said, let's talk some Arizona Cardinals. This matchup looks amazing. It looks yep. amazing. Packers are undefeated since week one. 
The Cardinals are undefeated. You could really argue this is a matchup of undefeated teams. Like, throw, take week one and throw it out. You know, like, Rodgers yeah. just strolled <laughs> into camp, like, the day before. You know, like, <laughs> doesn't even, you know, everybody's getting using. on the same play. Uh, everyone's getting on the same page. And J.J. Watt came to the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's a great storyline to start with because he's the kind of guy who— he only has one sack, I believe, on the season, but he's the kind of guy who will just walk in the weight room and, like, your entire team will lift weights harder. Or he will, like, study the playbook and, like, <laughs> he just the entire raises team will. the intensity. Yeah, you know, it's a championship mindset. Like, he wants to win at this point in his career. I don't think it's any coincidence this team is perfect with J.J. Watt on it, you know, in the sense where they're undefeated. Like, if they didn't have J.J. Watt, this team is talented enough with their receiving core, with their quarterbacks, with their weapons, with their coaching staff, with their emerging players in defense, where they could be, like, you know, five and two, you know, five and two, exactly. Where they like, you know, k- kick away a few games, you know, just because they're like young and still making mistakes. But like JJ Watt will will make you focus on the details, and this team is now really they're looking like they're going to make the playoffs, barring a catastrophic collapse that I can't see happening. But they are in the division to do so. Uh, San Francisco has really underperformed this year. The Seattle Seahawks, you know, they're Russell Wilson's out. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, definitely top five. Anything can happen if he gets back healthy. Um, but, yeah, you know, the Rams, too. Like, Matthew Stafford's never been a great second half of the year quarterback. We'll see what happens with him, despite being in L.A. I, I believe that's their division. But, uh, I mean, talk about a stacked division. Like, they could very easily get back into the pack with a few bad things here. Hopefully, we serve them their first loss. Al, what are you looking at right away that jumps off the sheet to you? These are you, – okay, you kind of block out the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? And these are the top two teams in the NFL to this point. You know, I think, like, the, the Bucks. you know, they have the seniority. They're the champions. They're 6-1 and one as well. But you got to put the Bills in there as well. The Bills, they're four and two though. You know, it's like the Packers are six and one, seven and zero. Oh. I think the NFC has the top tier teams this year again. Uh, yeah. Packers, Cardinals. This is looking like an elite matchup. That's just kind of and what jumps out to me, right? Is when I think of the Cardinals, I think of those showdowns against the Packers where Aaron Rodgers is having to like put up fifty five points against Kurt Warner, come back. You know, the Janice Hail Mary. And so I think of an offensive game. That's that's really what I'm yeah. thinking about on this Thursday night. As I'm I'm thinking this is this is probably going to be a shootout. I could be wrong because it's Thursday and th- those games tend to never really go the way you predict. But uh, I'm thinking the Packers are going to have to outmatch the Cardinals on offense, and, and it's going to be one of those games where it's like, okay, we've invested the most amount of resources into this Green Bay offense. It's time they, you know, go out there and prove that they can, uh, you know, beat anybody, can put up, you know, 30 points, can put up 40 points because Arizona is going to score. They've got two great receivers. You could argue you could argue they have four good receivers, starting with DeAndre Hopkins. We need our Hopkins. quarterbacks back. We really do. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a nightmare if Jair well, and King are out. He, he's an arguably Devontae Adams out there. You know, that's a wash. Uh, But they also have A.J. Green from Cincinnati, who's having a pretty good year. He's got 400 yards and 30 uh, on 24 receptions. One of these guys who's always had, you know, a high yards per catch average because he gets a lot of deep balls. Um, He's looking good. And they also have Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore, a couple of quick guys who can really be used in a lot of different scenarios. Rondale Moore has 258 yards after the catch. 
He's got 303 total receiving yards, and 258 of those have been after the catch. So they use him in a variety of different ways. And I just think about this Packers defense, you know, and I really think it's going to be it's going to be on the offense this week. You know, it, it's you got to put up points against this Cardinals offense. They're high flying. Kyler Murray does not F around. What about you, Cage? Instant reaction. I mean, you're 100 percent right on all that, but I have some breaking news to deliver. Packers yeah. defensive coordinator Joe Barry will be forced to miss Thursday's game against the Cardinals because he is tested. No, positive. don't tell. No, man. Oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh. Packers fans. Wow. Can you believe this? Packers fans. Oh, just a nightmare. Makes me sick. Makes me uh. sick. I mean, that's. What, what is going on, oh. Packers fans? Because now it's like, look at how the game is going to change. Let's just re-talk about it. Not yeah, I mean, that's a game changer. <laughs> like, that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. That is breaking news. I just saw it, Packers fans. So I wanted to deliver it to you guys because it really does affect this conversation in every way. I mean, talk about a shaft job. That, yeah, you know, it's like, can he at least radio in? That's the thing. That's what, that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, you would have to worry about, very about it getting intercepted. But like, you'd think that there might be able to be a way where he could do Hotel that. Hotel room, binoculars exactly. near the stadium. You know, is, is there a way an that... instantaneous feed or something? But <laughs> it, it's just you hate to see it. You hate to see it because um, it changes the game. You know, back to what that news tells me is that the defense is going definitely to a disadvantage for the Packers like at that a disadvantage hurts. yeah that hurts it sucks because like that's our momentum like right now we have a ton of momentum oh man definitely the tone shifts at that one Packers fans I mean who picks up the slack I think it's going to be on well, the defensive leader right like a Kenny yeah. Clark and Devondre Campbell type oh player. man Adrian Amos as well yeah, you know Amos. like they're they're really good they got a short week this is not good by any stretch of the imagination Low prep Oh, man, you know, hopefully Packers fans, they were prepping during this Washington week because, I mean, I was calling them a joke on last week's podcast. I think we got the win. I think the Packers hopefully were, you know, preparing a little more for this Arizona matchup. Uh, But KJ, I guess, where do you think that's going to hurt the most? Obviously, you can say defense, but what I mean, here's the problem. It's like everyone's clicking right now. You know, it's it's almost like. It's like, uh, just to take it to a different team, it's almost like, um, I don't want to say it's like taking away Giannis, but it's definitely like, you know, it, it's it's something that the impacts the whole The coach isn't the, the same team. impact. In, you're, it's like you're taking right. away Craig Council, maybe, or something You're right, like you're right. Taking away Craig Council, I mean, that does, definitely doesn't, you know, there, there are mixed feelings about him after these playoff runs. You know, if you think about Coach Bud, like, same thing. Uh, it definitely, you know, it's, it's Jim just Leonard. Like we're going to be having a different coach call plays. And it's not like Joe Barry's a bad coach up to this point. You know, he since week one, he's delivered victory, 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 victory. That's six in a row in the with best league players. in the world with injured players. It's really remarkable. His first year, you can't argue with the win losses. You really can't. And now he's being forced away from the team in the biggest game of the young season well, guess what we have right after this uh, Cardinals game at the Chiefs versus the Seahawks. I mean, it doesn't get any easier. Let's hope no. Joe Barry gets well very soon. Let's hope he's, you know, safe and everything. Uh, 
but really, like you said, Alex, it's going back to the offense now. It's going to be a shootout. You know, you know, Kyler Murray's going to get his points. I think, I think that that almost confirms it. Like he's already yeah. good. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's already innovative enough where they were going to scheme up some stuff, right? Like the Packers, were gonna Jair might points. be out. You know, Kevin King, we'll see his status as this develops. Like they're like you said, the receivers against the Packers secondary right now. They they do have some mismatches um, right there. And you take away a team's defensive coordinator and voice and leader. It's like, well, I mean, it's almost like it's a rig job. You know what I'm saying? It's like in the movie where where uh, Anakin's pod racing or whatever, and and they go by the pod racer and just like flip that switch that like messes up the engine, <laughs> yank it's off like, the engine. You know, yeah, it's like that's gas. that's kind of what's happening here. Like you, you pull like the the electric starter, whatever it might be, <laughs> and and um, sabotage. There's so sabotage. it's like you look to the other end of the of the ball, right? Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, two ninety nines. You know, then you got an offensive line that's rapidly improving. Will David Bakhtiari, you know, go for this game? We'll see. Once again, it's been a short week, so it's not like he's gotten a ton of more rest. Uh, you know, and, and Robert Tanyan, great to see him get going. Alan Lazard, great to see him get going. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, they might have to go off. But then you look at the defensive side of the ball for the Cardinals. They have some playmakers at every level. You know, Isaiah Simmons, he leads the team. He's a hybrid safety linebacker. He leads their team in tackles. He's all over the field. He's a fast guy. J.J. Watt, you know, they bring him in. He's going to get a couple big plays. He's yeah, the he guy who will like, trip sure. up the shoestring tackles. You know, they have great pass rushers. Alex, what about you? What do you what do you see in here after hearing the news? I mean, J.J. Uh, Watt opens up the field for other guys to go one-on-one. Marcus Golden's got six sacks. Chandler Jones has five sacks. Chandler Jones came in one game, so I think defense is kind of – or offensive cued in on him. But this, you know, defense is going to – provide some energy you know energy the cardinals i think of them as an energy team right it's not like you're going into uh, you know san francisco and you're expecting you know this team to just pound you on their defense or something like that and on the run game like the cardinals i think of high flying you know maybe their defense is a little weak in some areas and now that this joe barry news is dropping i'm looking at 12 in Lafleur. it's like okay Lafleur <laughs> might Lafleur's gonna have to you know think of something that's not really on 12 to figure out the defense now that's on Lafleur. um like who's calling the plays is it going to be uh you know the cornerbacks coach or the d-line coach it's like who, who do you go to is matt Lafleur gonna call the plays packers fans i'd love to hear which we what you think who do you want to call plays should it be joe barry from the hotel or something uh however they can do well, it realistically um, they're gonna probably need someone in the booth that's that's the unfortunate part is is the logistics aspect you know there, there has been known to be like a 10 second delay uh for for reasons that you know in case something happens you, you might need to quick cut something but that's one of those things that they're saying 5g might be able to solve just like instantaneous uh streaming that kind of thing Look, looking to maybe in the future but as of right now unless they have some cutting edge technology it's looking like we're going to need someone in the booth so it's like man if you if you had a guy like jim leonard right now if you had uh, I, I think you got to give it to maybe the linebackers coach you know maybe you got to give it to uh i mean really it's going to be interesting Hopefully to see what you happens sc- you can scheme up the majority of the plays i think it's going to be like a base mm, package from the package. in the moment yeah. though in the flow of the game that's tough yeah, that's, that's tough. what you really need yeah. a defensive coordinator so it's going to be this is the number instantly becomes number one storyline to watch packers fans you heard it you know <laughs> it's not exactly helpful to us to have this happen it's very inconvenient to say the least 
it's just yeah. flat out completely frustrating. You know, it's completely frustrating. I could say a million things, but it's just so frustrating. And, yeah. Uh, I think what we can look at, right, is uh, where is this Cardinals team vulnerable, right? Um, I mean, it's kind of been. Are they? That's maybe the secondary. That poses the the question. You know, Kyler Murray, he's an offensive juggernaut, but he's turnover prone. He's already got five interceptions thrown. I mentioned the fumbles. Um, Yeah. Maybe there's a little bit of a you can get up early on the Cardinals through a couple turnovers. They've got two good running backs, James Conner and Chase Edmonds, pretty good. Um, the receiving core is stacked. I'm looking at the linebackers, Isaiah Simmons, Jordan Hicks. Ah, it's looking really good there, um, especially with the edge rushers they have. Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker are the safeties. Buda Baker, They're good. I mean, they he's have a good too. Stack squad. I, I would like, say maybe it's the run game. If there's anywhere you can get going, is with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. What do you think about that? A hundred percent. But the Packers need to play to their strengths. Like you need to get the run game going early, and you need to get twelve in the play action because he will carve up this defense just like he'll carve up any other defense. You know, you got to use play action to keep JJ Watt at bay. You got to, you know, maybe do some screen plays, get Aaron Rod- or get Aaron Jones, Amari Rogers in space. Really, you know, they're going to have to double down on offense. It's like that almost like game yeah. of zones from a few years ago where Mike D'Antoni <laughs> and James Harden is like, half the defense, double the offense. So it's, <laughs> so it's like, we'll, That's what the we'll Packers got to do this week. <laughs> we'll see what they do. Uh, Al, any final thoughts? It's like you got to hedge your bets, right? You know, on a normal situation, this is like some bad news dropping well, and you well, just continue to bank this. on the defense. It's time what's to, your, you know, double the prediction? offense. Knowing what we know now. Prediction. My predict my prediction now, I'm I'm feeling a 33-27 tight loss. But I would say the Packers have the ability to win if some of those turnovers bounce their way. That's my call. 33-27 Cardinals win. KJ, what is your prediction? Mm, you know, I can very well see the Packers losing this game. I think if the Packers win this game, it's going to be something like 37-21. I think it's going to be like Rodgers goes off, maybe gets like you know, 28 points, maybe three field goals. Like the def- the offense just goes crazy. Devontae gets two TDs. Aaron Jones gets one. You know, maybe Tanya gets another. Uh, Mason Crosby gets a bunch of field goals. But, but yeah, I think um, Does the, team the defense score is going to give up at least 20. The defense is going to give up at least 20. I think if you can hold them to 21 and ask 12 to even get you 24, that would be best-case scenario. So, so it was actually really telling. We talked about Rodgers' post-game interview a little bit uh, at the start of the pod, but another thing he said, they said, Rodgers, like, what were you thinking out there? And he said, they scored 20, you know, whatever, whatever Washington scored. He's like, he's like, we we got to score more than that, you know? And, and so, like, Rodgers approaches it very simply. You know, I think he's like, okay, I just got to, like, score when more than the opponents like do what i need to do because i can do it on any given drive we've seen that this year we've seen it time and time again uh but i think honestly this could go very wrong for the packers like it's a road game the packers have been known to get beat up on the road versus good teams and showdown night games just like this you're thinking uh <laughs> san francisco a short few years ago Oof. exactly like there's not a defensive coordinator gets gets uh you know eliminated from the equation that is not ideal um, you know, it just makes you think of the West Coast San Francisco game. Like if the adversity hits the Packers early, be careful, be careful. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray, he's young, too. 
Hopefully we can hit him in the mouth. Hopefully Darnell Savage lays another hit. Clean hit. I know. Clean hit. You can you can get get some clean hits on these guys, these running quarterbacks like Joe Burrow. I know Taylor Heineke, like he was running all over the field. I know the some of the Packers were like, man, if I could just like get my pads on him one time in a clean hit. And just really make him think twice about scrambling like yeah, that. Yeah, make him think twice. It, you it's know, gonna, kind of it, put him in a shell. It's going to really, you know, mess up the offensive game plan for them. Because if you get the run pass going, Kyler Murray is good at the pump fake as well. It's really good at everything. That, it's a good thing we have these new linebackers. Honestly, like Devondre Campbell, Jalen Smith. Uh, we're going to need quickness. You know, whether it's Eric Stokes make, coming in flying and making a tackle on Kyler Murray whether it's Darnell Savage. I really want to tip my hat to Darnell Savage. He played very well. He was all over the field making plays in coverage, making tackles. He's really kind of like you can see the game slowing down for him a bit uh, in year three here. And even Rashawn Gary, you know, like those two first-round picks, they've been a little slower to develop than maybe some of the other first-round picks, but by no means are either of them busts. They're both contributing. That's really all you can ask for. They're contributing on rookie-scale deals. Neither one of them is broken out to the point where they're going to need a top-of-position contract yet, but it's just encouraging. Uh, Al, any final thoughts there? Final thoughts for me is uh, not only are Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage looking really good in terms of their development, but I think... We heard from Chris Orr on the Ike Badgers podcast, Packers fans, and he he's a linebacker uh, that played for Wisconsin, uh, graduated now in the NFL, but he played against Kyler Murray in high school football in Texas, Texas. DeSoto, Texas, state and Kyler Murray was a state championship machine, and he wasn't only amazing at football, he was a great baseball player. He goes then to college, right? Oklahoma. He, he got drafted. Yeah, he got drafted to the MLB, but goes to college football and then proceeds to win the Heisman despite being undersized. When they find out that his real size is not 5'8 or 5'9, I remember that. Like, he shot up the draft boards, almost like a stock that popped in, like, one moment. Kyler Murray then ends up going number one overall. I'm looking at his stats this year. He's got a 73.5 completion percentage. He's got 2,000 yards in seven games. He's got 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's also got a 77-yard long. I mean, this guy has always been good and competitive, and people, I think, underestimate him. But on the flip side, right, and I I do believe Kyler Murray is like underestimated in general because he doesn't get the hype that a Baker Mayfield gets. He doesn't get the hype of a lot of these other quarterbacks, Herbert, you know, he's quiet, but I believe Kyler Murray. I don't know if he can beat Rodgers. That's what I want to end on, because I believe that Rodgers is just like, look, I take one look at this guy and he may be good. He may be talented and be able to do everything. But I got years on this man, and I'm about to You're not wrong. this defense. And You're that's not what wrong. I hope is uh, I don't think I don't think anyone's looking at Kyler Murray like that right now. I think he's earned his respect around the league. You know, the combination of him, his head coach, DeAndre Hopkins, and AJ Green. They just brought in Zach Ertz. I think that around the league, no one is sleeping on that offense. Also, because they have the run-pass combo, Kyler Murray is almost like the Ravens, but a better thrower than Lamar Jackson. So it's like you look at what Lamar Jackson does just to simply like keep defenses from overlooking him. He's like a specific game plan every week. You're like, okay, we have maybe the Washington football team, Taylor Haneke, and then we have you know Lamar Jackson next week. It's like it's not like you're gonna you're you're gonna skip the Lamar Jackson game plan. So I think. You know, no one is really overlooking them, 
But I do think he is mistake prone. You know, just to kind of add on to what you're saying, I think he is a little bit young still. I think he's going to get the mega deal, no doubt about it. You know, Baker's still kind of up in the air. He's a franchise quarterback, 100% oh, man, Kyler Murray. Good. But he's is good. he, do you think Aaron Rodgers thinks that this offense is better than this Packers offense? Hell I mean, no. he's looking right at the receivers, man. That's the thing. You really can't look overlook this offense. And I just want to say one more thing to add on the conversation. I believe the last time these two teams played was the year that Mike McCarthy started the year and the Arizona Cardinals were the worst team in the NFL before they selected Kyler Murray when he was tearing it up at Oklahoma and deciding whether he wanted to go play baseball for the uh, Oakland Athletics for a a bigger signing bonus because the MLB specifically wanted to reel him in. Um, You know, that was when... Mike McCarthy literally got fired after that game. Like, the, the Cardinals were the worst team in the league. They came into Lambeau. I, I'd be interested to see if there's any holdovers on that team, whether it's, uh, you know, Chandler Jones might be. But they came to Lambeau, and the Pack were having a tough year, but it was, you know, like, they lost. The Pack lost to the worst team in the league, and I believe Arizona was undefeated. It was their first win or something like that. And then the Mike McCarthy got the absolute axe. So it's like, I, that's a little bit of the fuel to the fire. I think... Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that was the last time we met. So the Cardinals are significantly better, just to wrap they have, up. Yeah, they have really improved. They're a good team. They're looking very similar to those uh, those teams that the Packers faced in the playoffs all those years. You know, heavy on the offense. We'll find out if they're vulnerable on defense. We're going to be giving you the live tweeting. It's going to be epic. Thursday night football, Packers Thursday fans. night football. First fo- Thursday night football game, I think, that's really caught headlines this year. Uh Maybe, maybe not, but, uh, oh yeah, it's, it's going to be hype though. It, you know, it's, it's going to be great nonetheless. And we want to thank you for tuning into the show. Um, if you love this podcast, we encourage you to go check out the Ike Bucks podcast. That's also a top 40, uh, it's charted in the top 40 on Apple Podcasts. Super great. Giannis, Chris Middleton. I mean, it's all bucks over there and Pat Connington ready for interviews. Yep. Yeah. It's another team that you just want to almost keep your eye on if you don't have an NBA team. And if you do have an NBA team, the Bucks are a great team to root for regardless. If you like winning, if you like superstars, Giannis is great at both those things. Yep. And then the Ike Badgers podcast we have going on as well. We interview a new player every Wednesday. We just had Braylon Allen on the show, the freshman running back breakout star who's 17 years old. And he's tearing it's it crazy. up in Madison. Derrick so Henry looked definitely. Alike. Yep, definitely go check out that episode. A lot of other great players are on that podcast, including Alec Ingold, who had a sweet catch over the weekend in the NFL for the Raiders. Um, we're you hoping know, to get Jonathan Taylor on there eventually. Yep, we're, we're working that one. But Packers fans, you know, thank you again for tuning into this show specifically. If you could tell another Packers fan, that's the number one way you can help us grow. And we would really appreciate that. Trying we to have- get to 100 countries. We're almost there. Yep, we're almost there. Uh, I actually did a count this week. We're not quite at 100, so we got to keep hoping that, you know, the word of mouth continues. What are we at? What are we at? I think we're at 96. 96? Um, Okay. Keep pushing, Packers fans. Keep sharing it. We're almost at 100. That would be a huge milestone. We might have to celebrate it with a giveaway or something. Yep. And uh, we've got a great game to look forward to. The live tweeting. Don't miss that. I like Packers. Thank you again, KG, for joining the show. Great to have you back. And as always... Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ike Packers podcast and want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we can continue to give great value to you. As always, till next time, Packers fans, Go Pack
gold.